0: That is a good looking base you have in your lap right there. Is that one of the ones that's going away?
1: It will have gone by the time we do this video. Oh my god. This will god. be gone. So this was me like using it before it goes, before we post it to some to some winner somewhere in the world. And this oh. would be kind of having my like sort of my last, I don't know, <laughs> my last flaunt with it. <laughs> Just like one more time. Just, just one more time. Yeah. <laughs> we won't tell anybody. It's just for me and you. <laughs> Nobody will see this. Oh, is yeah. that
0: ever hard for you? Like when, when you, you know, you give away bases.
1: I mean, dude, you just did. You just did that monster giveaway. Is the that difficult? banana base. That's killing me. Yeah. yeah is it-, it it's killing me so much that i've taken measurements of things on the base oh my god and written them down because there's so many things on that base where the measurement yeah. is perfect yes i like, I can't imagine not having that in the future so i'm gonna oh. go to i don't know like f base or so, somebody in the future whatever i'm gonna be like the these these are the measurements, <laughs> the holy measurements. But I love this bass, man. I love it. It's got so it is super. It's like a piano. It's yeah. There's something about Ken Smith's that that just yeah
0: turned me on. Every note is super clear. Very different yeah. than this bass. I've got an old jazz bass with
1: flats. Not every note sounds like that. a different vibe though isn't it and it, that yeah. sounds beautiful i love that bass but have you ever brought that to the uk i don't think you have
0: i never have i would it's just it's flat rounds, and so i feel like sometimes it's not the right thing for every you know like every video that we make sort of yeah. feel like ah it's kind of one trick but i do love it um and you know i use it a lot with effects and with octave pedal stuff
1: yeah feel Dude, like. I mean, maybe you should bring it over maybe you should bring you it over so? yeah, I think so yeah because you're coming over in a few weeks aren't you anyway <laughs> should we, if anybody hopefully somebody's watching right now right Uh for you guys watching you might not have seen a video like this Um and what the, the whole idea was obviously you know we've got a podcast so you might not even know that we've got a podcast if you just watch us on YouTube all the time you might be like what podcast well we've got a podcast shout out to all you freaking beautiful <laughs> podcast listeners we, we love, love you. you we do we love you um and ian and i were talking the other day and we were just like can we can we make the podcast work on the on the main channel and this is our first stab at it so you'll have to let us know all you podcast listeners who regularly listen to the podcast you'll (laughs) you'll have to let us know how we did is it a thumbs up is it a thumbs down give us your feedback let us know in the comments and also if you are new to the podcast well to let you know hey we've got Podcast. Yeah, we've got a do. podcast. It's on iTunes. It's it's on all of the places you'd imagine it to be, Spotify and stuff like that but ideally if these tests go down well we're going to be trying to move this to the main youtube channel as well so you can you can just listen or watch the podcast over there as well and today to start us out on a great you know we've we've been super regular should we just be transparent let's <laughs> yeah. be transparent our yeah. podcasts are generally like oh shit dude dude we've got a podcast <laughs> we've got a podcast this afternoon actually maybe that that's a little bit too much it's more like this shit dude we've got a podcast in like quarter an hour that we need to do what <laughs> what should we talk about and then we just slide into the podcast yeah 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 like yeah, yeah. like yeah. you slide into your pants on a morning right so we just <laughs> slide into the podcast shit. yeah exactly so the vibe is we've actually tried to get our you know get our shit together for this and we've organized somewhat of a you know a discussion that we're going to have yes. today and we've also got a few segments as well that we're, run th- we're going to run through um, first of all we're going to discuss the talking topic of today is are effects pedals a bit of a ripoff. Ooh. and right here we've got you know effects effects pedal no why not? well not no you're a bit of a sort of like a you kind of love it all, don't you? Always going to say you love your multi effects and stuff like that, but you kind of love it all, don't you?
0: I, I feel like for me, effects. I'm looking back at my like ridiculous shelf of you know of, of effects back here, some of which are actually in front of me because we got a really fun test coming up that I'm going to do for you. But I will say, for me, effects pedals, um, both singles and multis, which we're going to talk about today, are like this window into completely different sounds. Right? They're, they're a thing you plug your instrument into and suddenly. Your instrument's making this whole different sound. Some of them are very subtle, of course, and some of them are very extreme. And then there's so many options. Oh, my God. Like, how do you even start? Where do you start? And for me, it's not so much about option anxiety because I've been in this game for a very long time, but it's just like kid in a candy store. I want to try every pedal. I get so excited about it. Um, So, yeah, I have real, you know, thoughts about single pedals versus multi-effects and you know if and, and you're saying and you're asking if they're a ripoff. and i know what you mean
1: like yeah actually what my point is what do i mean like i think that like is it just there's these pedals out there for like hundreds and hundreds of dollars yes and i get it but i think that there's more than sound driving that price yes Absolutely. There's more than sound driving the price. There is, um, you know, like limited numbers. (laughs) There's limited runs of things. Of course. limited editions, you know, like all of this that really doesn't affect the sound. But but drastic, right. drastically affects the unobtainium factor, which the the way that you'd call it, right? It's the price. Yes. The price gets get it gets driven right up, and I think that like the question that I'm asking, or among other questions, is should we just be aware that? Like, are they worth it? Could we just get that sound through a multi effects unit? Could we get eighty percent of the way there through a multi effects unit? Is there just sort of like a part of our, you know, humans? We're a little crap when it comes to stuff like this. We kind of just want the thing. We want the shiny object. Right? Is there a lot of that driving this? You know, can can we? You know, I'm sure that there's people listening to this podcast that have dropped like two, three, four thousand dollars on pedals. Oh, you know, oh, easily. Or ease, more. Okay, exactly more, right? And could we get 80% there with the multi-effects pedal? You right. are very you know, known for your relationship with a HX stomp, right? That's your sort of like the the main body of your sounds comes through the HX Stomp. Yeah. If you know, if you go to your next session and your next gig, Mr. Allison, and yeah. you've only got the HX stomp, yeah, are the artists going that you're working with gonna start weeping, panicking, like, <laughs> oh, oh or, or will they just not give freaking two shits? They, they don't care even at all. know. Don't no, no.
0: And I think, I think, you know, this is such a personal conversation about like what you need. First of all, do you even need effects for your gig? I mean, if you're playing a blues gig or you're playing an Americana gig, or you're playing a jazz gig or a funk gig, you might not need anything. And that's fine. I find myself in situations um, live and on records where I'm getting called to play sounds. I play sounds a lot with different artists. And so I find that it's a big part of what I do. Um, and, You know, Scott mentions the HX Stomp, which is a line six product that, you know, sort of uh, evolved out of the previous iterations, the M-series stuff, and before that, the big colored modelers. Scott, do you remember the like the big yeah, green dude. delay
1: that everybody had? Dude, they were had? legendary. Everybody had, yeah. the, everybody had that green delay. They started doing yeah. it again, right? Or oh, they've done yeah. like a, a V2 of it, yeah? Yeah, they've rebooted that big green delay, but you know
0: they put all those same sounds into the M-series stuff. That then became the Helix line, and there's this little pedal called the HX Stomp. I will say, for me, the multi-effect thing... Um, is really useful if you have to organize. So I have a, there's a hip hop artist I play with named Dessa and it's all synth sounds. And so I organize sounds for her. And then there's a, you know, a soul R&B pop artist I play with named Eric Hutchinson. And that's, you know, a completely different set of sounds. There's tremolo and spring reverb and overdrive and fuzz and it's not synth sounds. And I organize stuff for him. If I had that all on individual pedals, I'd drive myself crazy. Would you have like
1: two different boards basically is that i would have
0: to and i used to do the thing of like and and, you know i wonder if anybody out there give us a shout in the comments if this is you before every gig i used to reconfigure my board you know and i'd tear stuff apart and put new things on depending on the artist i was working with and in the beginning it was fun and i had time but then dude kids
1: you you go to (laughs) real (laughs) life yeah,
0: like you know that in my 20s that was amazing but i had to get really organized and like manage my time i would find that sometimes i was you know doing more velcroing and you know setting up a pedal board than i was actually working on the tunes yeah um and then that felt ridiculous so for me having um organized set lists in a pedal like a multi-effects is great also i don't know about you scott but if you're throwing and going you're tossing your stuff on on a stage, knobs get bumped. You got that big, beautiful pedal board with all your pedals and sound settings. And now a knob or a slider gets bumped. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big, beautiful board, you know, and and then you kick that pedal on and it's too quiet or it's way too crazy. I mean, Oh my God, I'm like a bit of a control freak. And so I want, when I kick that pedal to be right and presets in a multi help you do
1: that, Mm. but not everybody needs that functionality. Right. Right. And, and just, can I just, like, I've just got, you know, I can imagine people burning me in the comments, alive at the stake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I can, <laughs> hey, I'm sitting here, and I'm gonna we're gonna share our pedal boards in a minute. I'm sat here. There's no multi effects here. It's all pedals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm not asking this question because I'm like, oh, I think that there are. I'm, I'm asking it for people that might be at the point where they're they're about to start getting pedals, building out a pedal board. They're listening to people like you, Ian, and they're like, oh, this sounds great. I am sure that some of these guys and girls are thinking, well, what do I do? do could I just get a multi effects, or do I do do I need to have these like unobtainium pedals on my board to be a a real bass player Ooh, yeah. to get the real sound? Ooh, so real, with that yeah. said, should we just run everybody through our current boards? Yeah, how they're yeah. looking today.
0: Do you? Yeah, what do you got? What do you got?
1: I, I'll go first, right? So what I'll do is I'm gonna just show the the stuff on the board that's not plugged in right now, but is plugged in on a regular basis. So first of all i use this a lot which is the bass rig the black one so it's the one that um replicates like that fender baseman sound i love this out of the two this is the one that i prefer Um, origin uh, effects baby origin effects which from the the uk UK, right yeah shout out to the keeping it real yep not to make this an origin effects you know advert (laughs) by the way you know We've bought all of these. Everything that you're going to see today has been bought. We're not sort of like, you know, silently sponsored. Um, And then we've got (laughs) this Cali 76 Origin FX compressor as well. These are really fantastic. Um, I've got the big version of this as well, but it's just freaking so big.
0: Yeah, sure. Yep.
1: And I'm too lazy to carry that
0: stuff around. But those aren't plugged in for you at the moment.
1: They're not plugged in. And that's because I've just been doing what you were saying earlier, just sort of like plugging in. Rearranging. Doing that Sure. Yep. Yep. I've got a loop station which I regularly use as well that's fun to use oh give us a
0: little boss ASMR boss give then, us a little boss ASMR come on like this
1: oh oh Right here we have this out can the sound. Remember, like when you were a kid and you saw these pedals for the first time. It was That's so, so good, cool. Oh yeah! And you used to go into the music shops and they'd have that Boss pedal board oh, with all of the, the Boss best. pedals and the Boss, the Boss bass synth would be on there. That grey silvery one. Oh yes. Good times. Anyway, obviously Boss tune as oh, well.
0: Get it real close. Get it real close. Give us a little, give us a little dude, foot switch this, love. This, that. This real close.
1: It doesn't even, it doesn't even do it anymore. Still, this is what, man
0: that's a what a great sound that
1: is what a great sound old new old, (laughs) new (laughs) so so they're the ones they're the ones that i uh that i i use regularly but aren't on the board right now and then the stuff on the board first thing is well if i've got like a a volume pedal here
0: yeah oh that's cool man
1: yeah like you put a bit of reverb on that that's pretty nice Ooh, baby
0: yeah very cool when are you using volume pedal swells
1: like that are you using uh, that in my on gigs? improv gig? yeah i do sort yeah. of like you know gigs where i'm sort of like doing like a trio or something like that it's generally Um, it's generally sort of like there's tunes, but it's like improv. So I can get away with whatever I like, you know, within, within, within reason. So that's when I'm using that just to build sort of like a, and I do a lot of that. So for instance, I've got, um, the freeze pedal as well that I use to really build those textures. I've also, I use, well, I'll take you along. Basically. First one is you'll already know what this is.
0: Pog. Yes. Pog.
1: There's is that bun- the Pog Two?
0: It's, no, no that's it's the, old, the, the the straight up Pog. The Pog the, Mini or whatever. It's just yep. the
1: micro Pog, the little one. Um, there's a bunch of different ways to use this. My the settings that I've got this on at the minute is like dry all the way up, and then we've got the sub octave all the way off. It's got a great sub octave, mind you, and then just that that high octave just at twelve o'clock. So, and it's you know when I'm playing. get some cool vibes
0: with it right with a That's bit of reverb. Cool. give me give me the i wish baseline without the reaver but with the
1: pog oh but do you want it with the um <laughs> oh with dude
0: with the discombobulator too. filter
1: yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly so i've got yeah. the discombobulator or discombobulator yeah. from emory electronic um and that's second along here but it sounds great to your point right sounds great when you've got both on on its own it sounds you hear it put that fog on though
0: though, it kind of leans in that like thundercat
1: direction exactly yeah right So like super cool, and then next I've got the um, Hall of Fame. I use this in a bunch of different ways um one that I really like though is this shimmer sound, so if I do um let me get this shimmy over here yep. And you can create these really, you know, just sort of like rich backgrounds. And what I really That's like cool. doing actually, and if you look one along here, is I've got a sidekick by uh, Crazy Tube Circuits. Shout out to Crazy Tube Circuits. They sent me some great pedals too. Actually, these guys did send me some pedals. Hey, oh, yeah. hey there we go. sent me a pedal. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but very cool yeah, they're really cool. And this is this does a bunch of different stuff. I've just been experimenting with it recently. Um but this one, I'm just using the reverb at the minute, which sounds like
0: sort of a long nice. tail, smooth verb, yeah, cool,
1: yeah, exactly. But if I use the freeze pedal with this, so the freeze pedal does this basically, no hands so it will oh, just yeah. sustain it forever
0: right? it takes a snapshot of the chord or, or the note or whatever that you're playing and just holds
1: it exactly that right so what I like to do is put on the shimmer and build up a I can hold that with the freeze that's cool and then put on the reverb So I'll get that off
0: yeah so you took off the shimmer but you leave on the crazy tube circuits reverb and now you're soloing over it
1: yeah exactly and for me it's just a great you know it's just really nice to practice over because you can build those pads you know for instance hey Let's learn our C-Mage Ionian mode, okay? I've never heard this voice before. Just for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've got the C-Mage Ionian mode. Yeah, and we can... yeah. But is it not nicer to, you know, do this? Dude,
0: Absolutely that's very cool and then it makes all the other notes make sense right it puts everything in context because you have that chord pad hanging
1: exactly exactly that right you've got the chord pad and then you can explore the scale make melodies and then it really turns from just sort of like running up and down a basic scale yes to actually making music so that's the board that i'm using um, at the minute or the effects i would say you know and then I, i've got the bass rig in there at various points and the also the uh the origin compressor as well and uh, and obviously a tuna pedal and 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 that's really it but i yep. have got a bunch of fuzz pedals that i love i've got the pork and pickle as well that's often on there i really need to to your earlier point i hate like taking the board button and then putting it back together. Ah, I mean, I, yes. I freaking hate doing that. So there is a part of me that just really, you know, when somebody's like, oh, I just get a multi-effects and it's all in one box. Yeah. That is so attractive to me. I'm just like, give it me in one box. But then, you know, there's obviously arguments on both sides. What about you? What's your current board?
0: I mean, oh. I have a really expensive pedal board that's got like the Noble DI and a really, you know, unobtainium version of the Cali 76 by Origin. I'll show you that board. And it has, you know, the Doom Well, the big bike. one. The big, yeah, the big, uh, the, yeah, the big, big box one. And it, it's, the, it's sort of a little pedal board, but it has about five pedals on it. Maybe, I think there's five that are really, really nice. And it's sort of, you know, I did this thing of like, I'm going to condense everything down. But then even that board was a little tough for me to fly and travel with. And I do a lot of fly dates. So for me, it's so interesting. Like I built this little travel board and it's just so cool. I'm going to run through some of my sounds and you guys are going to see how different the applications are for me than for Scott. Like Scott, when I see what you have on your board now, it's such a cool snapshot into what you need. Like you're doing these improv gigs. You did that record um, where you're using pedals to step out in a solo context. Typically, right? Like like reverb. When
1: I say, you're like, yeah, reverb's me. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I can't live without
0: reverb. But I don't bass solo like that, or, or not yeah. in the same way. I'm playing, you know, some kind of, like with Eric Hutchinson, I play these sort of like solos that were on the record that may have been a guitar solo or may have been a horn solo, yeah. very specific sounds that I'm going for, and I'm never really improvising in that way. So I'm looking at sounds in a in a very different way. But that's so cool. Like, you don't, this is not like two bass players who have who do the same things and are buying the same pedals. I don't think I have any of those pedals that you have, other than the orange origin stuff. I have that, but it's so cool because there's so many different applications. And I think that's awesome. I have a little board that I'll show you now that just has three pedals on it. I plug into this, uh, origin immediately, (laughs) (laughs) but it's a stacked compressor by origin, which is just two 1176 circuits together. I have that on all the time. I love it. Um, but then I have the HX stomp and I've built presets for the HX stomp. I can run you through some of that, how I use it. And and then um, and you know, so that's the multi effects that's providing all the sounds that you really hear. And then I have this Jad Jadefire Capo DI, which is just a really nice versatile DI. It can get gainy and grindy if you kind of want to emulate a kind of overdriven amp, but it can also be very clean.
1: But are you um, and- are you using it for that? Like so, for instance, just going back to that. So with your are you yeah. any of the amp sim stuff, right? Like you want it to sound like an SVT, or you want to sound it like? Are you may um are you mainly using the the um, the multi effects for that, and you're using the Jad Freer as mainly pretty clean much just DI. a
0: clean DI, yeah. Done. And and sometimes the Jad Free is nice because it's a really flexible EQ, so you can you know if you're in the studio and you want to boost something or cut something, it's sort of like a just a nice flexible studio channel tool. But typically. I like a pretty simple DI. Even this has a little too many knobs for me. You know, I'm kind of looking at it before a gig, like, God, do I have all the, you know, is the bass knob not turned all the way off, <laughs> you know, like starting yeah, a gig and you're yeah. like, Jesus, what the, you know, um, yeah. but yeah, I have all of these sounds on the, um, on the HX so storm. really,
1: even yeah, though you yeah, yeah, are yeah, Mister yeah. Effects, right, and you've got all of the <laughs> all of the shenanigans going on, and behind you, you've got sort of like a, you know, a whole, Yeah, it's like it's like walking into a pedal shop. Even though that the yeah. when it comes down to it, brass tacks is yeah. that you're actually you've got a compressor, you've got yeah. a multi effects, and yeah. a DI. That's it. Three things
0: pretty much it. I do. There are a couple of standalone things that I miss. I miss a standalone octave because I think the octave pedal, the two octave options inside the HX aren't amazing. Um, And I miss, uh, I miss an outboard compressor. I just miss seeing it meter. I miss seeing Mm -hmm. the gain reduction meters and I miss the doom two by three leaf. That truly for me is my favorite sort of fuzz pedal it's just incredible Um, but like you know Scott the closest thing I have to you is I have this thing called Montana right which is spring reverb and tremolo and I have a thing like your freeze which creates like a vibe pad nice so it's really nice to practice over
1: So that pad underneath what you're playing is that moving or is that static like the freeze pedal? What it
0: does, it's really interesting. Um, it's a it's a patch called Tessellator. What it does is when you input into it, it takes what you do and you can pitch it up. And then it what it's doing is it's going back and forth. It's going forward and backward. It's boomeranging. So you yeah. kind of hear it. Um, you hear it do that. Uh, and then it, it's up an octave. So if I play this and I grab it hear it kind of back yep. and forth shimmer yep. and i sort of like the glitchiness of this so that's a patch that i have called but Montana. What, but, if,
1: but if you went into a separate key there it wouldn't follow you that's
0: no like got the freeze it. you would have to re-grab it
1: you re-grab it you know okay. I mean? yeah yeah yes. exactly that got it yeah
0: yep it has a bit yep. of drive on this sound too so you know i can you know
1: See, I am sold. Every time I listen to you play with these effects, I'm sold. I look at my board. I'm like, well, you've got all of that. And then I've got like 10% or 5% of the effects that Uh you have. And and, and my board has to be so much bigger. Well, it could could actually be smaller than this. But you get what I mean, right? That you're getting all of these effects. It comes back to our, you know... a single effect, a little bit of a rip off or you know, and, and 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 I'm saying this from a good place, right? Right. Um, but it makes me just want to go and get that. But here's the here's on the flip side of that. Yes, is that I kind of hate digital interfaces and stuff. I just want yes. To, and when I look at the uh, what's it called the one that you've got the multifex, the uh, the the HX Stomp, yeah, it's got like two buttons and that for me <laughs> instantly i'm like oh no i need to be looking at the screen and and scrolling oh, through oh yeah oh yeah oh, and God. that is a yeah. massive turn off so what well, i would love is the the capability and the sounds that that you're getting but in something that i don't have to sort of like scroll through like a freaking 80s Casio watch i don't even i'm not even sure if you had to scroll through an 80s Casio watch but i know what you oh, mean dude i know what you mean
0: and i've said it time and time again if you would if you think about programming and you think about having to hook your machine up to a desktop computer or your laptop or you know editing on a little screen like you can do both with the HX but if you think about that and you would rather eat ground glass than single pedals right But it's so
1: expensive. (laughs) Well, not necessarily. Is there not a a multi effect that gives you all of the effects that you've got and just is bigger than a SIG packet?
0: (laughs) Well, yes. So, so what the functionality (sighs) that you're talking about, then um, if you want functionality where you've got more knobs and you have more sort of tactile and you have more switches, then it's just increases size. And for some people, that's fine. Like on a big pedal board, no problem. But I want, you know, I mean, and I'm this weird traveler. I want to travel super light. I want to throw my pedal board in a backpack with my clothes and a bass. I want to travel with a backpack and a bass and that's it. And for me, yeah, the thing yeah. that can do that is the HX stomp. Yeah, and, no, you know, guess. I mean, it it can do a lot, right? So synth sounds. Right? Kind of like reverse, uh, almost like uh side chain. With delay and. You know, chorus and you know, big sort of like '80s uh, pop synth sounds. Right. I love this kind of stuff, right? Obscene. And you know,
1: yeah, it's so <laughs> the, the, obscene. Oh, yeah, did, it's you, did you see that picture on Instagram of that? I will, I will say this honestly, hand on out. I ain't got a clue what the heck it was, but it was a HX yeah. stump, sat in like some pink. Good looking plastic. Oh, I sent uh, that to you. Oh, I yeah? sent that so, to you. I saw you lurking around on Instagram like a freaking <laughs> like a stalker. <laughs> stalker a, like near I mean, midnight. What was yeah. that? Yeah.
0: That's um that's a company uh called Pedalnetics, and shout out to Pedalnetics. Um it's yeah. a guy I'm I am forgetting his name. I'm gonna take a shot. I think it's Jason, but I could be wrong and live to regret that.
1: We're sorry, Th- Jason. That if risk that going. I took. Jason, <laughs> but, can you change your name to Jason? <laughs> <laughs> From now on, Netflix, man. Jason. This guy,
0: single-man operation where he um 3D prints plastic enclosures and switches for different effects pedals. HX Stomp's just one of them, but he has made this like all in one thing where, you know, the HX Stomp sits on it and there's DIs that come out of it, but it's this tiny, beautiful little, you know, and he has additional switches. And so he makes all this stuff that gives you more switching flexibility for the Stomp, which is cool. I have one of his switches on top of my Stomp at the moment. Um, But the other thing I just wanted to show you two really quick, Scott, is I pulled up um, Ultimate Amp, which is just like a, it's it's an SVT, right? So there's just a little bit of amp character, yeah. And it's so cool. You drive it, or you fuzz it, or you octave it, and now it's you know Wustenhome from Muse, oh. <laughs> right? So yes, there's crazy flexibility with this unit and with others. I, you know, I, I just know the HX ecosystem really well. But yeah. yes, Quad Cortex, yes Kemper, yes Fractal, yes. I mean, even Fender just put out one recently that's trying to compete in that zone as well. Do you think? Do you think they're going to do it? I wonder, Uh, it's a beautiful interface, beautiful hardware. It's big. You might love it. It's touchscreen. You can, I mean, it's so much more advanced in its um, user interface than the HX stuff. But I mean, you know, I'm kind of kind of like stuck in this ecosystem i just think it sounds good for me the hx stuff when i play the sounds i'm like yeah this sounds really good to me and dude check this out so you're like oh i just want it all in one but i will say this the the way you get to fluency with a multi-effects is by going through a period of singles pain pain yeah you have to like know what you like about single pedals in order to in order to set up a multi you know Or you... Or you can buy people's presets, and there are a lot of people that sell them. I'll
1: the, the, say that. Mr. Need to Allison, be that. <laughs> Mr. Allison, let's take down your website. What's your website,
0: Allison? Uh, yeah, you can go to ianallison.com or you can stick the Martin in there, whichever you please ianallison.com or ianmartinallison.com.
1: You I got both.
0: both. Oh, damn right I do. Damn You're right. You're than
1: I thought. Your you boy's got both. You got
0: both. <laughs> um, you know, I did not mean for this to turn out this way, but it is interesting. Whenever I start talking about this and showing some sounds that i use people are like what how do i get that so anyway that's how you get it go there i've got the presets for sale they're in bundles you can check out what's right for you there's like a pack that's more utilitarian di sounds that amp sound right then there's synth sounds and then there's more kind of esoteric reverbs and stuff i've got a scott the the one i want to show you is like a blade runner sound that i think you'd like Mm -hmm.
1: Reminds me of like Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor and the stuff yes. that they did. Yeah. You wanted to actually challenge me, didn't you? To, oh, I did. Talking about expensive effects pedals, you were like, oh, I wonder if I get all of these octave pedals, cheap to extremely expensive, and I'm going to play them in front of you. Will you even be able to tell the difference?
0: Guys. Take me into I, it. Take. I me- have nine. I have nine octave pedals. And I'm going to tell you what they all are, but I'm not going to tell you what order they're playing. I'm going to play the same riff. I'm going to attempt to play the same riff for each one of the octave pedals. And I'm going to see if Scott can tell if it's an expensive one, um, if he maybe has guesses on which model it is, and also just which one he likes the best. And I would encourage you guys to, in the comments, let me know, what do you think it is? So we've got a range here. So here are the octave, here are the pedals that we're going to do. I have a Mutron. I've got all three boss octave pedals, the OC2, the OC3, the OC5. I've got the vintage Pearl octave pedal, which is pretty unobtainium. I have the Behringer Ultra Octaver, which is like 30 bucks. Um, I have an MXR vintage octave. I've got the octave that lives inside of the HX Stomp, the bass octaver. And then I have the pinnacle of unobtainium at the moment, which is the three-leaf octave pedal this is the mm. most recent circuit version and these i think when spencer puts out a run of these they sell out in like 28 seconds um he, i think he sells them for around 300 bucks maybe 330 350 and then you see them on reverb the next day i've seen them up to five thousand dollars i don't know if they've sold for out that. of I, town I, yes and but i think some have sold for upwards of a grand but will you, will you pick it? Will you think it's the best? There's nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Different octave pedals. Here we go. I gotta hit a bunch of switches at the same time so that I fool you with what I'm turning on, right? OK. Here
1: is. I am, I am not that sophisticated. Dude. I will
0: not be able to... Dude, listen, you
1: know. I can hear
0: a boss switch from a mile away. I can hear an HX stomp switch from a mile away. I can hear like a true bypass switch. Somebody hits it. I'm like, oh yeah, that one had a... So that's probably... So anyway... dude dude, 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 i have a life (laughs) well our viewers may be more
1: like me than you divine i'm just trying to i'm just trying to i am only jealous i am only jealous right take
0: give it to me (laughs) here we go first octave pedal you don't know what it is
1: lovely it's a smooth it's a smooth octave Mm-hmm. it is a smooth octave. play one more time play it one more time yeah Oof. i like i like the bottom end of that actually interesting interesting smooth okay. but it got i like the bottom end of it
0: next octave ready pedal all right are we ready yeah here we go next one.
1: Oh, a little more synthy a little more synthy mm. nice nice bottom end interesting one more time
0: Hmm, okay all right all right hold on now i gotta i gotta switch some cables
1: are you gonna be able to remember which one you did i have them
0: I, (laughs) i know right yes i have them in an order it's all good next octave pedal
1: i like that the least out of the three so far interesting Face. Like, i'll tell you what i'll tell you what like everything so in me wants that to be either the most expensive one or the cheapest like like either of them would be fun to, to if yeah but anyway carry on like, yeah that's I have no idea that's my least favorite so far
0: yeah i have no idea i have no idea i, I mean i know exactly which one it is
1: <laughs> all right excellent next octave pedal okay Do it one more time. Oh, there's a different element to that. There's a, there's a new element to that. That sounds slightly different to the first. I'm discounting the third one. I didn't like the third one. Interesting. This one has mo- again a little. Play it one more time. Hmm, something quite yeah, a little different to that one. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> It's, it's nice it's 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 nice
0: this is octave number five ready? Okay. here we go
1: nice i like that it's got like the edge in the lower end again a bit edge. i like a little edge on it you know when yeah. it's got a bit of a, it's not oh it's more uh, 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 it's got a you an p- angular angular edge to the sound interesting
0: interesting number six
1: Again, maybe like down there with the the third one, I think. I'm not that into that one. Octave number seven. Hit me. It's okay.
0: Interesting. Home stretch. Octave number eight.
1: I dig that one. Very synthy. Very synthy, like it. Got Fascinating. it. I like that one. I really want that to be the Behringer. <laughs> I'm rooting for the Behringer. <laughs> okay. Give it to me, Behringer.
0: Last octave pedal, octave number
1: nine. That's nice too. I think I like the. Uh, the, dude you've heard nine, like, nine octave pedals which one do you remember which one was your favorite i think the eighth one but the third was definitely it left me a bit like meh i was like meh. which one was the third are we ready to yeah. know number one
0: number one was the octave inside the hx stomp
1: i like which that is- octave
0: I like. it. I do too, actually. It's yeah. based on the EBS octave Bass pedal. It's smooth. It's not incredibly synthy. You have to kind of synth it up with maybe a bit of chorus, a bit of dirt, but it's yeah. super low, fundamental, big, smooth octave. Octave number two was the MXR Vintage Bass octave right here.
1: And look how small it is. It gets extra points for that. Extra I points agree. for that. Yes, Absolutely, yeah. I actually really liked it, especially down the bottom end. It had yep. a really nice bite to it.
0: It has a mid-range knob too, and it has, you know, octave two like an OC2, but this is a very cool pedal, modeled after, I believe, one of Yannick Gwizdala's no old OC2s. Yeah. Octave number three, Scott. Are you ready? Now now do you
1: remember what you said about octave number I three? Think, I think this is the one that was like a bit meh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is it Take was it guess. three or four? Was it three? It was three. Is it the Beringer?
0: It is not. Oh. <laughs> oh dude right oh i know
1: holy crapsicles
0: now wow now wow my mind was also sort of blown i will say uh that you know when i heard it I wanted to make sure that the the Tim switch was in the right place, giving you the most low end. There's a couple of spots where it gets really like synthy and gritty up high, but this was in the spot that gave you the most low end. This you liked the least or one of the least. Is that correct?
1: <gasps> wow. Yeah. That yeah. was maybe my least favorite. That, By the way, if anybody's wondering, that's the most expensive one, right? Yeah,
0: this is the three-leaf octave that people pay a crazy amount of money for. Wow. I will say, um, I love this octave. Obviously, you didn't hear him in context. It is very synthy. It's very cool, but it doesn't have the same amount of like low-end character
1: or like that is your end. favorite one yeah. so let's give let's give everybody the because I don't want to you know obviously you know Spencer who makes three leaf <laughs> very beautiful man you know yes. very oh, of course and he's known for making these amazing effects and puts his you know everything he's got into making them and this is actually your favourite of the group is that if current?
0: I'm honest, if I'm honest, my favorite is the version two. It's the white one. It has, Got I it. think, a bit more bottom. This yep. has a little more grainy, like synth top end, and it just depends on what you want in an octave pedal. I find the first octave pedal that I ever owned was at EBS. So my ear kind of keeps getting drawn to octave pedals that have more bottom content. Mm. And then I solve the top content with additional layers. So for all my presets, for instance, use that, you know, bass octaver inside the H stomp then with gain and chorus um, to kind of simulate something like this but so interesting right next up number number four boss oc5 i think a solid octave does it sound just like an oc2 i'm not sure that it does actually yannick has a very cool video about that as well comparing the oc5 to the oc2 in the five spot was the original OC2. So OC guys, two. if you want to check it out back to back, uh, you can hear in the four and five spot was the OC5 and then the OC2. Do you remember
1: what six, you said about no, octave number six? No, six and seven, I can't remember either.
0: Octave number six, you did not like. And in oh. fact, you said, I hope that's either the cheap one or the expensive one. Interesting. Which one I one made note of that because... It's the cheap one. Oh! (laughs) Yeah. Behringer Ultra Octaver UO300. Now, there's a few switches on it. High, mid, low. I had it on mid, which I sort of regret. Maybe if I had it on low, it would have been better. But I just stuck it in the middle, turned up the octave, and went for it. And it was a pretty kind of uninspiring, thin sound to my ears also.
1: Yeah. Cool, cool. Okay.
0: The next one you said, Cynthia. You liked it. You liked it. Did it blow you away? I'm not sure, but it was the Vintage Pearl bass Ooh. octave.
1: Vintage uh, Pearl. And they're really tough to get hold of, right?
0: They're very tough to get a hold of. They have a really cool, like, octave up sound that sounds kind of synthy and fuzzy. This is an awesome pedal. Um, I like this one a lot. I actually really, I was like, oh, I need to hear more of that as I, you know, I shouldn't just leave that on the pedal shelf.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Octave number
0: eight, you liked a lot. I think this one might have been your favorite. Are you ready to find out what it was? I sure am. This was the Boss OC3.
1: Whoa, that's interesting. That's interesting. Let's take a moment.
0: Because, dude, this octave pedal gets shit on. (gasps) No
1: way. And is that the one that you recently said that it was, I guess, undeserved? I'm sure that, have you talked about this recently? about it somewhere? Is it you that I, said I, it's undeserved?
0: Yeah. I feel like I have said that before. There are probably a lot of people that have said that as well. But I remember getting this pedal and thinking it was really cool. It has dirt options. It's sweet. Does it sound exactly like an OC2? No, but it has a huge bottom. It's really awesome. And I still feel like you can get them for like under a hundred bucks, which is wild. So maybe yeah. not after today, though. Maybe not after this pod goes out. So ugh. anyway, I love that you love this. It's so dusty. I haven't used it in a while. I should bring it out to you, man. I love that. Um, I thought it was great. All right. Last one, number nine.
1: Are you ready? Number nine was good. I think, yeah. I think number nine was good. I, 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 was, I was
0: pleasantly surprised
1: by number nine as well. Yeah. Bang. Mutron. Ooh, the Mutron. That looks yeah. sexy, actually. I like the look of that. That's a fine looking, too. it's a fine looking pedal. I agree. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, guys, like, what, what did we learn, Scott? What did we learn from this test?
1: The sounds and the prices.
0: Uh. thing I want to tell everybody, if you hear something and you're like, I like that, that is not wrong. In fact, that is the best guide. If you hear a sound and you're like, I like that, that is the best piece of gear that you could possibly buy. Do not read the forums. Don't judge by Instagram. Don't judge by the reverb prices. Please use your ears and trust them. If you say, I like that, that's the test. Ask yourself always, do I like it? If you do, that's the piece of gear for you.
1: Now, before we get into the new segment, and please, as we go through these different segments as well, let us know in the comments what you think about them and also whether you've got any ideas for new segments that you'd want to see in one of these videos, right? But before we get to that, I wanted just to say thank you to everybody that left really, really fantastic ideas for the question that we dropped a few weeks back. And if you don't know, we're launching a completely new kind of side to the SBL membership. If you're an SPL member, you'll know what we're all about, right? We've got over a hundred amazing courses so you can study the, with the likes of Mr. Ian Allison here, or John Patatucci, or Gary Willis, or Jonathan Maron, or yeah. yeah, we've got so many really fantastic tutors in there. But it's a It's, it's something, you know, it's, you're learning on your own, ultimately, like we have got a community in there, but you know, for the most part, you're learning on your own. And what we wanted to do is create a new interactive element to SBL. So we're launching this new kind of like, it's the closest thing to a real music school that you're going to see for bass players that's, that's ever been created in history. 100%. 100%. We, yeah, absolutely. And we're going to be doing live streams every single day. So every single day, there's going to be three or four live classes going on. And these are going to be really like interactive classes where you can, you know, you're on Zoom, you've got your base plugged in, the teacher yep. is going to be doing their thing, they're going to be showing you, and then everybody's going to be following along and do it. And then you can ask questions in real time, the tutor will be able to ask you and say, Hey, how are you what are you doing there, like it looks Looks like you need to tweak this tweak that and again this is three to four times a day and i think that we were going to be aiming to do it six days a week so really like a virtual school for bass players and we're involving the greatest bass educators on the planet to be involved in this and really creating this new interactive experience for people that want to learn like that want to, you know they don't want to learn on their own anymore they want to jump in and be part of something that's much more interactive uh, we're gonna have style classes so gospel and rock and jazz and everything in between we're also going to have skill classes like walking bass or improvisation or extended bass techniques all of this stuff is going to be in there and when we launch it you're gonna be able to see sort of like a timetable and all of that's good stuff and what we said to the podcast audience you you podcast listeners out there a few weeks ago we were telling you about it and we were really excited about it we were like but what do we call it okay so we asked you guys we're like hey what do we call this thing i've got a list of ideas that you came up with down here you were you said sbl connect sbl workshop SBL Live and Learn, SBL which I really like, actually. SBL Learning Circle, SBL Classroom, SBL Next Level... SBL Elevate and SBL Interactive. I think our favorite may be SBL Interactive at the minute. Is that true, Ian? I I do like Interactive. I like it a lot, actually. I I think it kind of really... We're trying to, you know, come up with a name that really kind of just grabs people so they can understand exactly what it is when we say, oh, you know, we've got the SBL membership, but we've also got... SBL Interactive as well for those members that want to be really part of a, a more interactive learning experience. Anyhow, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody. Uh, we, it looks like we're not going to be launching that until early 2024, um, so definitely keep a lookout for that. And also make sure that you let us if you know if this is the first time you've heard about this. Let us know in the comments if you have any ideas as well. We're going to go through all of the comments. When this is published and make sure that we gain all of your ideas to put into the you know the next shows as well so make sure that you let us know in the comments and if you're not an sbl member yet make sure you check out the membership over at sbl again there are hundreds of courses in there from the greatest educators on the planet we've also got these beautiful learning pathways um that really the learning pathways really take you know take away all guesswork. It gives you all of these lessons in a very sequential order so you know exactly what's coming next. But they're also song-based as well. So we're not giving you just a bunch of random exercises. We're we're, giving you these exercises, but then you're using those in real songs and real performances. In fact, Mr. Ian Allison here has created this amazing Beginners Pathway, which is by far the greatest um, educational resource online for beginners there is hands down like without a shadow of a doubt so absolutely check that out and you can access the membership over at scott's bass lessons completely free for 14 days you can take it for a test drive yeah okay take it for a test drive go hang out find out if it's for you because from the feedback that we've seen from our students it can really accelerate your learning yes youtube is awesome but it's not a learning platform Let's be honest, okay? There's so many shiny objects that can catch your eye. God damn it, I'm I'm the shiny object (laughs) man. Trust me, I end up on a cat video every single day. (laughs) Or, you know, the base version of it, base gear videos for me. Yes. So the SBL platform is really for people that want to level up their bass playing and really want access to world-class bass education in in a way that it's been designed from the ground up. Okay, So go check it out over at scottsbasslessons.com and you can grab a 14-day free trial over there, again, if you want to grab a test drive. Now, jumping into our first segment of the week and again if you've got any the segment ideas please let know down below but this next segment is called player of the week um and i want to i want to shout out Hadrian Farrow. i want to shout him out for two different reasons number one is the guy is a freak show in all of the greatest ways I've got, clip, got, I've got a clip i'm going i've got a clip i'm going to share with you guys but really i just I just want to, if you haven't checked out Hadrian, please check him out. He's done a bunch of things for this channel before. He did a great video where he also shared his bass collection and uh, oh, and he yeah, did it, yeah, yeah, Oh, it was great. There was a lot and of people, that, funny, but people didn't understand Hadrian's humor, yeah, please. right. If, if, yeah, he's very, he's, he's super funny, and but he's like really dry, and some people didn't sarcastic. get sarcastic,
0: yeah, he's really yeah.
1: sarcastic, yeah. So if you go <laughs> check that out, please understand that Hadrian's been very sarcastic in the video, and that's why that's that, you know, but check out the comments, it's hilarious. Some people, people were like,
0: oh, he's so full of himself, he's like, they, no, 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 he's like. He's making fun of being...
1: He's making making fun of himself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so... But he's such an incredible player. I can remember watching him on YouTube when he was like 18 or 19. He was living in Paris at the time and this guy just absolutely blew my mind. But he um he released a video recently um of him playing jaco Pistorius' base of doom the yes. base of doom that Jacob Pistorius famously played throughout his career and then it got lost then it got found again it got re you know made sexy again they kind of redid it and all of that and because now it was
0: broken it was in pieces I believe right I think. yeah I,
1: I don't know thrown. the full story please if you know in the comments please let us know the full story but I do know that Robert trujillo was a key part of that whole kind of you know um finding it and kind of recovering it and getting it made great again so shout out to Robert Trujillo for for taking that on um but check this out I'm gonna show this video because uh it it's so incredible and the tone is outrageous
0: it's Hadrian playing the base of doom right and and Robert Trujillo had that Jocko um helped to make that Jocko documentary as well right he did he did it the Jaco documentary that as yeah. well yeah. yeah
1: that's right Ooh. listen to the sound of that fretless dude it's it is outrageous hadrian said it was outrageous as well he was like it just got so much to it it's like wow. it's killing benny Benny yeah. on sax benny on sax great band great band Oh Oh, I listen to this, I just want to play fretless all the time. I know, right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I love how Hadrian's band leading here too, you know? Yeah. Oh, that low
1: note. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like when you get a great fretless and you play it down low and you've got your right hand or your plucking hand. Oops! Over the fretboard, Just get oh, synthy yes. sounds. Great. Yes, yes. Come on. Oh. Lovely. Forget that drummer's hat too. though, and push it back a little bit. That's like, I'm, I'm <laughs> like. Show me your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Not feeling the bucket hat. I don't know. Uh, I think he's pretty hip, man. <laughs> it's like Remy out of uh, The Stone Roses. I think this guy's, that guy's played with uh, Evan Murray in a bunch as well. Great player. Ooh. Beautiful. It's killer, right? Yeah.
0: I got to say, too. I was just stopped in my tracks with Adrian. Hey, it's nice me, to hear him play so melodically and like theme thematically.
1: Yeah. Like, like let me just put it on for all of you sort of like uh bass bass solo nerds. Don't you oh. worry. I've, I've got you.
0: I'm like, oh, it's so nice to hear him play whole notes and play thematically. And Scott's like, yeah, 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 shut up. Let's hear him shred. (laughs) (laughs) He's about to open a can of wolf
1: ass. (laughs) He's about to give me both barrels.
0: (laughs) Articulation. Jeez, dude.
1: He's a one-off man. Yeah.
0: Little uh, blown-out shot of the Pro Tool screen there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah You live for that, divine.
1: Oh. 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 Give it to me Hey, <laughs> dude <Adrian, laughs> Give
0: <it to> me. <laughs> uh. Oh, nice Yeah Anyway, you get the point. He's a beast. I mean, he's a beast. Like I, I love that. I love that we're so different in what we like about this because my yes, favorite too. thing that he played that whole time. I mean, obviously, monster Hadrian. Hey you're a freaking hey, hey Hadrian, hey Hadrian. <laughs> you're a freaking monster, hey, and you know that we all know it. But the thing that I love, like when he went down, his articulation and his sense of dynamic, and he played that low. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it was. You know, he went down. Like I feel like he. You know, either played an F or a G and it went. Yeah. And it had that yeah, synthy yeah. character. That's the thing that I remember. I guess I like remember sounds. And then once it goes into, it could just be because I'm a dummy. <laughs> you know, could just be that I'm like a rock and roll no, dummy.
1: Dude, I think that it's just that people get turned on by different stuff. That's <laughs> all it is. That's true. You know? Yeah. Some, like, people like Some people like tuna. Some people like tuna. They're perverts. But some people like Wait, tuna. You're saying tuna. Do you mean the fish tuna? Oh, yeah, dude. I would rather <laughs> eat dirt than tuna. tuna. Ooh, what? Oh. what? Oh, yeah. My, my wife eats it. Ah, oh, She eats it. Can? and She's like, oh, give me a kiss goodbye. And I'm like, <laughs> I'd rather lick a dog's bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, like, uh, but, you know, uh, we, no we're turned on by different stuff. You, dude.
0: <laughs> uh, you, you must, in your life you must let me take you out to sushi and you're going to eat raw tuna and it's going to change your life you l- look at me divine look look at me look at me raw tuna raw tuna resembles nothing it is it is it has no resemblance to cooked tuna or canned tuna it's not even like eating the same food it's so delicious, and we're doing it. We're doing it. Maybe we're doing it when I come out to see you oh, next time. I'm dragging you there.
1: <laughs>
0: we'll get you a bowl of noodles or whatever. We'll get we'll get you some we'll get you some chunky chips on the side. But dude, we gotta do it. Gotta we put gotta a do chip it.
1: On it. <laughs> Please, a bit of mustard. A bit of mustard, mate. <laughs> I'm up, for, I'm up for it anyway does, yeah. if you've got recommendations not for tuna for for <laughs> next time's player of the week and we would love to do you know we've we played around with the idea of doing these weekly um yeah without going down that rabbit hole it's it's because the edit on this is a lot obviously you know shout out to the production team at SBL we freaking love you um but you know we've we've played around with doing that doing these every single week alongside the other videos that we do but Please, in the comments, let us know if you've got any suggestions for who the next player of the week could be. Uh, we don't just want to focus on people that are, you know, big names in the space. Uh, the reason why I wanted to focus on Adrian this week is because he sent me that video and just like check out this base, oh, it's great, and, and I think it is phenomenal. And, and it, there's a great story how, uh, you know, Rob helped get that. Get that bass back together, and then also created the Jacko documentary. So yeah, but leave us comments underneath. Give us some recommendations for who you were, who you think that we should we should feature yeah. as player of the week. Now we're moving on to another segment, Ian. I know that because let's I, go. We, we did we did a little bit of work before this one. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> I know. We are. It's fine. I just want to stay in all the
0: segments. It's. I, I have a hard time moving on. Last thing before we move on, it's not the bass. It's Hadrian. It's not the bass. It's Hadrian. Yeah, the bass. Yeah, the bass. Yeah, the bass. bass, But that dude picks up whatever fretless. It sounds great. What? I mean,
1: the mitts on that
0: guy, huh? The mitts
1: on that guy. Jeez yeah, yeah, he's got some mitts on him. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Take Moving me there. on. Dude, <laughs> we've got a there. question of question of the week. And this is yeah. one that was sent in from somebody t- for, to you on Instagram. Mm. Um, I'm gonna read it oh, yeah. and then we're gonna jump into the question. So here's what he says: I was hired. Oh, this is a sticky one, dude. Yeah, I this know. is sticky. I can read, I, I, I was actually about to read it and I was thinking, oh, I wonder what this is, this question of the week. And then I've just read the first line. I'm like, oh no. I do remember what it is. Okay. I know. Uh, and we're not going to share who this is because they want to stay anonymous. And that isn't going to be the, the you know, the way forward for all of these questions of the week. We're going to, if you want to, you know, if you want to submit a question um, and you can stick you know, stick in the comments, you can leave a question down there when we can pick it up. But for this one, it is going to be anonymous, anonymous and you'll know why when we get into it. Okay. So, I was hired and paid for a remote studio track. The record comes out and I'm in a car listening, thinking, uh, is that me? Mm. That's what I played, but the tone and the feel just isn't, well, it isn't quite like myself. Another sign, I was also not tagged in the release post messaged the artist so yeah he went on to message the artist and they said and i said hey is that me he said they had to recut it because of a feel tempo thing the bass line was composed by me mm. but then i lost all credit when they essentially sampled me by re-recording the same line how should i handle this I'm out. Over to you, Mr. Allison. Oh, AKA drop
0: that one on me. Hot potato. <laughs> Hot potato. Um, you, you, uh, you go back to school and you get your real estate license. <laughs> you. <laughs> oh man, it's so tricky, right? Um, first of all this, this industry so hard because it's like your heart and soul and work. And when those things combine, it's really, really difficult, right? Feelings get hurt. Um, you know, who knows what happened on that original thing, right? The bass player that sent this over is a fantastic, phenomenal bass player. Yes. Now that said, yeah, that said, e- even the most fantastic phenomenal bass players aren't necessarily right for every track, for every genre, for everything, or it might even not be like not even the, uh, question of fit it might be yeah they changed the tempo Mm, they wanted a different sound and you know and they they thought the best thing for the track was to move forward with someone else playing the bass um that sucks in terms of you know uh well here's what sucks that fact that they wanted something different for the project doesn't suck the fact is that it wasn't communicated that sucks the fact is that someone didn't say hey here's here's what we had to do and we just had to do it for the better, you know, for the health of the project and how can we make this right? We'll still pay you, you know, the, what I would want if that happened to me. And, of, and yeah, yeah, yeah. they
1: took his line. Yes. They took yeah. his, so he composed the line. Mm. They took that line. Right. And basically got somebody else to replicate it. Like that bit sucks as well. By the way, I've got, I've got, some, I've got, just thinking through it, I, I think I know exactly what should you should do. But anyway, carry on.
0: Ooh, I, think I can't wait we, to hear your advice. Yeah, I, I'm
1: wondering if it's going to be the same.
0: What I would do, well, it should have been communicated. That's what should have happened. It should have been communicated, and you should have been paid. Not sure if you were or not, but the fact that they wanted something different isn't bad. The fact that it was mishandled by not communicated and maybe not paid. I think personally, when I get asked to do a session, I am asked to bring my creative self. So I don't get hung up on writing baselines. I think maybe I should. We don't have SAG-AFTRA. We don't have, you know, the musicians aren't going to go on strike demanding a better, better wages. I I wish that were the case for us in some ways, but it isn't. So when I get hired on a session, I'm writing baselines always at some level. And uh, if that stuff gets changed, I don't worry about it, to be honest. I can't. I can't worry too much about it. For me, how I would handle that is I would say, that sucks, but I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. I'm not going to burn that bridge. I'm going to move on and work with other artists. Yes, it sucks, but I don't feel like just because I wrote a baseline uh, and it it moved on with someone else, I'm not going to let that dissuade me. Actually, I'm not going to try to take him to court. I'm not going to leave me in comments. I'm just going to go, well, you know, and, and maybe I would try to follow up and, and say, Hey, this, this feels, this doesn't feel right. And maybe what would feel right is compensation. Maybe, you know, I don't know, like if, if you get paid, but I find that nowadays you're never going into a studio. I'm never at home or, or in a studio playing a baseline that was written for me. Sometimes, maybe on a scratch, but I'm always asked to bring my creative self, and sometimes that changes, and it is tough noogies. But I'm sorry that happened to you. It sucks. But the communication is the issue for me. How about you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think that it's uh, worth noting that this is a weird edge case. I, I think yeah. that, like, hip, some somebody creating the part, and then I'd like to think at least this is a weird um, edge case somebody created the part they actually played it and then that wasn't you. somebody else came in and re-recorded that because there was a tempo feel thing right so that's what went down um that ideally i think should have been communicated to yeah. to the you know the individual that sent in this question it should have been communicated ideally um but it but it wasn't so it wasn't communicated and they took that line and they got somebody to re-record it. So ultimately, um, they they dropped a ball, you know, the, the the individual who decided to just take that line and get it re-recorded, not communicated. They did drop the ball. Um, but to your point, Ian, I think that the upside, I don't think there is any upside
0: right. of... of of pursuing it
1: of pursuing anything of really of even even saying it aloud to to the engineer or whoever made this choice i'm pissed off about this i just Mm. think i think it would probably burn a bridge that that you shouldn't burn in the future so what i would do personally is i'd be i'd you know take it on the chin it's not the best thing to happen but i'd be just like okay you know it's Let's move on and look for other opportunities. I wouldn't yeah. want to burn that bridge, and I wouldn't want to waste my time thinking about it or making my feel, myself feel crap about it. Same, and, and just move on. And, and it's not perfect. I know that there's another side to it. I know right. that there might be a lot of people that say, "Well, that's actually you're letting yourself be taken advantage of. You're letting yourself to." Blah, 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 blah. There's a, an argument for all of that, but. For me, and it's a personal thing for me, when shit happens, when bad things happen to yeah. me, I just think that the the quickest way for me to get past is to freaking sidestep it and just keep going. Mm. Just sidestep and keep going. The yes. wind always blows, okay? And then sometimes it changes direction. We can try and hold the sail or we can just move the sail with the yes. wind and carry on going. So I would just like readjust and carry on going and, Same. and not don't try and take it personally, even though that is hard not to do not to take it personally. Right. I would just try not to take it personally and move on. I've got friends, you know, we've talked about this on the pod before Ian. Um, we were talking about, you know, hard times when, when really tough things have happened to us Yeah. Um, and, and a great bass player who's um, hopefully listening right now, um, who has played with some incredibly big artists in the UK on his first studio gig? First studio gig, right? Um, out of college, and he's feeling great. He's feeling like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've made yeah. it. I did. Hot you know, I went, hot shit. Went yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. He was a great player at uni or college, wherever he went. Right? And he's in the studio for the first time. First professional studio. Oh, did yeah. his first day in the studio. Killed it. Killed it! Turns yep. up for his second day. <gasps> the engineer's looking like really uncomfortable as he walks into the studio. He looks at my friend, he's like, Oh, did you did 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 you not did nobody tell you that we've oh okay, we've got somebody else for today. What? Oh it, it just didn't sound right yesterday so we decided to go with somebody else today. Was, I'm so sorry. I thought somebody was going to reach out and let you know. <laughs> and he okay, shut up so off.
0: brutal. He, so he
1: was, yeah. you know, obviously mortified. Awful experience and now has an amazing career. He's on tour right now. Um with some amazingly, you know, incredible artists and stuff like that. So, my point is that shit happens. It unfair shit happens. But don't get hung up on it. Readjust the sale. Keep on freaking moving. I know who this this message was from. And, And just a message to you. You, you are an incredible player. Incredible. Like a freak show. Like I watch. You're talking the I'm poster like,
0: that that sent this question.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. You're incredible. So just keep doing what you're doing, and and great things will happen. Don't get hung up on other people's mistakes.
0: Yes. <laughs> Believe that it's abundant. Believe that this work is abundant. Um, I think the only other thing that I would say is um, you might want to say, "Hey, this happened." It's a bummer how it was communicated, but tell me what went wrong. Is it a technical thing? But but will you let me know? Like, how could I avoid this for myself in the future? I got fired from a session when I was young. The producer was nice enough to tell me why. It's because I didn't have enough Motown and R and B and soul in my bag. I was too much a rock guy, and he said, "Go digest the Beatles. Go digest Motown. Then hit me back." If he wouldn't have done that, I might not have known, you know? So I think it could be, depending on your relationship with this producer, that, like Scott said, there is zero upside to getting upset. You say, you, you could, I suppose you could say, Ugh, this doesn't feel great how it was communicated, but I want to get better. Even the best players in the world should be getting better. You can say, what was it? Was it something specific? Was it the sound? Was it the feel? Was it, because you might get a nugget. They might, they might say, you know, everything was a little too backside. Everything was a little too front side. Ah, the tone was a little too pokey. They might give you one little nugget that you might think, ah, oh, interesting. I wonder how I could change that moving forward in my session world. Yeah, and it might, yeah. you know, it might change the game for you. If you bring that level of humility to it still sucks. Not saying that it doesn't
1: suck okay great great and again if you guys have got questions that you'd love us to get into on the show let us know in the comments we'd love to yeah. jump into them next segment dude final one gear of the week oh, man we need to all of our segments are like so and so of the week so and so of the week so please again in the comments <laughs> give us some ideas for these uh for these segments you guys might be more creative than we are so we've got gear of the week and this one is the Lion Six HX One. One. And when you told me about, this, so this is like yes. a HX stomp in one pedal. And when you told me, I was like, "That sucks." That was my that was my well, instant reaction when you well, told me. On. I was like, "That's so," because to my earlier point, right? <laughs> the HX stomp, something like that, it needs more buttons, not less, <laughs> not less. Oh, we're yeah. going to give you all of these effects in one pedal. <laughs> You can tell that Scott's not feeling the gear of the week. Okay. <laughs> okay that's yeah, great yeah, okay yeah. we got like all these effects. Team. well maybe if i'm missing something sell me on it allison sell me oh, on I, it. I, i'm not going to sell you on
0: anything i think it's interesting that they did it i think it's a really interesting choice it was low-hanging fruit the hx1 is essentially a, a scaled down version as i understand it i don't have one yet because they're not at the time we put this out they're not out in the world yet but they just talked about it they're coming to all the places that you'd buy gear um and it's basically the all the sounds from the Helix and HX world uh, in one pedal, and it's little, it's smaller than the HX Stomp. But here's the deal: HX One. What does that mean? Well, you can only use one sound at a time. That's so the bit that sucks. Right, so it's a delay pedal, or it's a reverb pedal. No, it has hundreds of sounds, right? But you only get to use one at a time. Um, <laughs>
1: so why not just <laughs> get, oh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's interesting. I will say there are sounds in that ecosystem that are worth having. buying one pedal for that one sound. And let's say you're a person that needs a Swiss Army knife to do, like, oh, occasionally you need a flanger. Occasionally, you really want a spring reverb, occasionally. And you can ch- switch all of that stuff, and you can save your settings. And But yeah, you can't put the flanger and the spring reverb together. You can't put the drive and the, you know. But I can see it. it's, what it is, Scott, is it's their version of the M5, which was their, this pedal back in the M series. There was M13, M9, M5. M5, one sound at a time. And I had one of those because occasionally I was like, oh, yeah, I want to dial up all that one thing that I don't use very often but is it a super strong entry into the market line six it is not
1: i don't know I'm i want driven by marketing and sales i think it's driven by user segment needs to we need to we need a product in this price bracket for this user segment okay interesting it, it needs to be $399 what can we make for three i think it's i would it- argue it might be that
0: it isn't that though. let hold oh, God on. It's it. not spread. Let's Well oh, no no no, I'm just saying the price isn't that. It's 299. It's 299. Oh, $299. It's not 399. 299. Um but I, and I was actually a little surprised by that. I was like, "Oh damn, 300 bucks. That's kind of a lot." I mean, you get the HX stomp I think for 6 or 7. Yeah. At this time of I think it's six ninety-nine. Uh and the HX stomp I think is incredible. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I'm waiting for a Stomp uh, you know, a new version of the Stomp. Yeah. Where they they take some of these peripherals that people are making, like pedalnetics, incorporate it into another product design, give you more switching flexibility. They have the HX XL right now, it's just sort of big and, you know, wide. And it, it's to me, it's more switches, but it's it's so big. It's not.
1: That's my jam, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you want? Did I you don't give know. One? Give me one. Give me more switches. Yeah, yeah. Well, the HX,
0: the the XL might be the one for you. Yeah. then hey, gear of the week. I don't know, man. Uh, Scott and I, I I could see uses for it. Scott's not feeling it. I'm wondering if it's useful. You guys going to get one out there and Hey, also please give us feedback. We'd love for you to let us know. Is there a piece of gear that we should be reviewing? Obviously we're going to have hands on this stuff when we talk about it in the future, but is there something that's coming out that you can't wait uh, to hear our take on? We'll talk about it. We'll give you the honest 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 truth as well none of these companies review that's right and none of these companies are sponsoring the podcast we're not paired up with affiliate marketing i mean who knows what the future will bring but right now we can say whatever we want it's the wild west dude the tumbleweeds are cruising by and we're shooting it straight
1: absolutely absolutely and we hope to always yeah i don't know and and just as well little i guess i got a little change that you guys might see in the podcast over the over the next few episodes is that we're gonna be playing more we're gonna be playing more bass yeah. and the reason <laughs> wow and the reason is that we are you know obviously we're trying to make it more visual and more more of a trying to cover more bases here to use that term pun actually non-intended um And we think that it might be more interesting to watch if we're actually got the bases out. We've got them plugged in. We're making noise and all of that good stuff. Um, Yes. Did we do it, Ian? Is that it? Are we out? You got anything else on that list?
0: (laughs) Nothing. You guys, thanks so much for watching. This is amazing. It's so fun to get to do this. It's so fun to get to do this with you, Mr. Divine. I don't know. Until next week
1: yeah is it next week maybe we'll have to wait and see you guys let us know in the comments Would do you want to do every week once a month you we will <laughs> i was gonna say we we're your bitches Just tell us. i don't know maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's <laughs> too strong maybe that's too strong anyway yeah let us know all of your thoughts in the comments and we'll see you next time take it easy see you in a bit bye take care everybody